Happy Father's Day. With Michael Keaton back on the big screen this weekend, we thought we should visit or revisit for some of us his role as a stay-at-home dad in Mr. Mom. To celebrate the day with us, we welcome back Matt's brother-in-law, Steve. How is everyone? I'm Matt. I'm Chad, and you're listening to the 112th episode of We Used to Talk About This at Work. This week, we also really need to acknowledge, you know, Juneteenth, Um, black people and slavery. Like, don't you remember back in it felt like it was yesterday, 2020, when, you know, we were at the, you know, another powder keg in this country of, you know, black people being murdered just for existing. And we were like, can we please pass some legislation to stop this? And government was all like, y'all want a day off work? And we was like, that's that's not what we want. But we'll accept it, though. <laughs> right. So, um, Steve, you got some Juneteenth plans, man? <laughs> uh, not this year, at least. Not this year. I mean, I am surprised you're saying that because, like, from we're Instagram friends and you and Laura are always doing something like it feels like she's always got some stuff planned. Yeah. Uh, usually, you know, it's like some sort of trip or something, but, um, I think, I think this year I'm going to have to swing over to the in-laws as they go out of town to watch their new puppy. So (laughs) not really a puppy saga. Yes. Not really. Uh, doing too doing too much around that time right i got you i got you all right so you this week you have prompted us with a list type situation right so why don't don't you walk us through that so it really was like i was listening a little bit to the uh, mother's day episode and you guys touched on um kind of like who are the best mothers worst mothers that sort of thing Mm-hmm. And like movies, TV, stuff like that. Um, so I want to see what you guys thought about. And this list is actually from BuzzFeed. Ooh. So, uh, so are we going to like um, judge the list that they wrote, or do you want us to actually list some stuff? I mean, either you know, either and or. Um, I, would, I guess after this list, see who you guys would think would be the best and worst ads in like tv movie okay you know like fictional non-fictional sort of you know situation all um, right so how many how many people are on the list so this list has 22 and it's actually mm, um not, i found this not, one we're not saying 22 names. no no no, no, we ain't, <laughs> no i'm thinking maybe like top three five something like that all right you know well, something real short Okay, well, what what do they but have? What's their what is their one, top five? This one is a little, a little off to the side, if you will. Uh, Twenty two incredible TV and movie dads who helped helped raise us. Okay. So for their number five, they have Jim Hopper from Stranger Things. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, I mean, Carl, did he hold up? Did he really help raise okay. us? That's a newer show, right? I don't know. I mean, you know, it's Buzzfeed. This, you yeah. know, came out last year, so who knows? Now, really. some some Gen Z person wrote that, right? You Maybe know? raise <laughs> some of you know some of us, yeah, who aren't on this podcast, but <laughs> I think it's closer to the top four who more raised us on this podcast. Uh, number four is Carl Winslow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, number three is Phil Dumpy from Modern Family. Okay, I mean, that's newer, but okay. It's newer, but still... Yeah, yeah, I, I accept You know, not along the Stranger Things line. Right. <laughs> um, uh, Hal Wickerson, Wil- Wilkerson from Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, yeah. Okay. Brian Cranston's, yeah. Okay. I mean, I think everyone can agree with the number one with being Uncle Phil. Yes, yes, yes. When I, when I, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying yes. When I saw when I, when I saw you put this on the outline, that was the first person that jumped to mind. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was either him or Danny Tanner. Oh yeah, I guess he. Had... You, you know, he had like the nickname of like America's Dad and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So. I yeah, I would see, say I can see him games. being maybe in that list is like maybe top fifteen, mm-hmm. just because like it's an older show, you know. Right. Um. Well, I feel like uh, Brian Cranston should be on there for another one of his roles uh, <laughs> from Breaking Bad, but you know, yeah, probably on the. Uh, I don't know. You could almost put that as good and bad for that one. I mean, he had good intentions. Right. Not really the best way of doing it, but... Not a, not a very clean execution. <laughs> but no, I got you. Um, Dads. I don't know, like, I... That list kind of really, like, sums up, like, some of the good ones, though. Like, I, I just said Breaking right. Bad as a joke. But it's like... I couldn't, I couldn't really find a good one for yeah. bad dad i mean you know you have the uh the peter griffins mm. in there oh yeah. homer simpson i've seen him on a lot of good ones it depends on um what season because like early simpsons he's a really good dad but as the show right. keeps going he gets like dumber and so he gets right. like really insensitive oh any father from Game of Thrones? Actually, they had Ned Stark on on who helped raise us. Okay, I was thinking more of um, the Lannister one. Yeah, that's uh, not great. Yeah, that guy sucks. Um, where would um, you put yeah. Al Bundy? I was gonna say Al Bundy. <laughs> he's mm. he's probably the worst if you really break it down and think about it. Is he though? I, I never really watched that show a lot. I, I don't know if he's good or bad. I, I, mean, I would say he's in the middle. It, it's, <laughs> it's not great either way though. Um Oh, good one. Mrs. Doubtfire. Which which one? Like, like which which okay, Robin or No, Robin. Pierce? Because they make Robin, you know, come out to be the bad guy in reality. Okay. Well, I'm going from my He's memory. Up as... 
Okay. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. <clears throat> Maybe he is the bad guy. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I, that, that's what I see, right? Well, I believe it. It the conspiracy that he was a bad guy in there, where instead of him just doing taking up his responsibilities, he kept you know doing stuff with the job, and instead of him just going ahead doing the job and you know obey by the court order rules and everything, do what he's supposed to do. Well, he does do that, but then he also comes up with Mrs. Doubtfire and everything, and then um, Pierce Pierce Brosnan is yeah. that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's just a guy coming in, just you know, he meets this woman, he she he accepts her kids, and then her ex husband is trying to break up the thing. So he is kind of bad at it. I mean, and, and Pierce those, is the good guy. A lot of those like. N- I'm I'm just gonna say '90s because that's really when we were watching those. Like a lot of those '90s, my parents are divorced movies. I want them back together. Like they paint like the new boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever as the villain, but like they aren't. Like Parent Trap, where those girls right. were basically torturing that woman that was gonna marry the dad. And it's like, why? Mm-hmm. Your parents broke up for a reason. Well. So, I don't know. This is this is us looking back at it with like adult eyes, but like kid eyes. You're like, yeah, yeah, that guy sucks just because he's trying to, you know, be a a good stepdad. Ill, right? <laughs> but no. Um. So Matt, you going back to college? Uh, no. I seen this. You know, like in school or reflection, people have the conversations of, uh. I wish they would have taught this in class or in school, like taxes, paying taxes Mm -hmm. and other stuff like that. But I found one school that teaches something I did not know, but something I would greatly appreciate now. Like one thing I I miss about um, being at home is like Ira barbecuing and, um, you Mm -hmm. know, doing briskets and things like that to where, you know, hamburgers, hot dogs. Um, steak, ribs. Now we're at my limit now. But uh, Texas A&M University offers a class on Texas barbecue that teaches a history of barbecue, cooking methodology, flavors and seasonings, and different types of barbecue. And the class is offered in the fall and held on Friday afternoons. And I'm like, I would love to be in that class. That sounds cool. That would be very interesting to take. Yes. Hmm. But also, are you trying to get up at 4 a.m. to get that brisket ready? Because bris- brisket is a brisket is an all day affair. Right. See, that's I don't mate. Yeah. I mean, because I don't know enough about like smoking things and stuff like that. But if it was all day thing on like a Saturday or something, I'll do it. Sounds like it's an all-day thing on Friday. <laughs> right. But no, that does sound pretty dope. I wonder if there is something similar to that here. Maybe at a culinary school or something, I guess. Right. I mean, they should do more of this to where, like, like, like instead of, like, a whole culinary school, it's just, hey, teach me how to do pasta or teach me me barbecue or teach me something like that to where you don't have to learn everything you just want to learn the specific thing that's tiktok man tiktok 
Like that's where I get Basically. like all of my recipes, and it's free. And you can also I've got some like, stuff off of there. Yeah, and then you can also like watch it as they do it and stuff. So, I mean, that's taught me so much, and I'm appreciative of that. What are you all's thoughts on Fast Ten? Um, it is a fast movie. Um, it's fine for what it is. But the major thing that I took out of this is, uh, like, for White Man Can't Jump, I gave Tiana Taylor her props on her acting. Mm-hmm. I love I love Jason Momoa in this. He mm-hmm. like I love that. I love him in this. I love that. I think like if we was going to do well. Speaking of the later run, if there was like a multi universe for DC movies, I want to see Jason Momoa cast as Joker. Okay, that was going to be my criticism. He's basically playing the Joker in that movie. Right. I like that. I liked, you see what happens when you take an, uh, an actor and he plays something a little bit different than you normally see him in? <laughs> I, I enjoy stuff like that. But when you have an actor and it's the same thing over and over again, that gets tiresome. Even though, like, it is reminiscent of the Joker, I still appreciate that he went out there trying something new, getting something out of his element. You're not getting any Aquaman vibes from him. You're, he's, you're getting something totally different, and, and I he, appreciate that, Jason. He, he is playing like an like a villain, villain. Not like, oh man, I have a tragic backstory, villain. Like, no, he's a bad guy, right? And I, I appreciate that. But um, one thing I maybe um, not clear eyes, but maybe I just never really focused on it before. But watching this now. I'm like all the CGI is coming out to me like point yeah. blank like all the cars and explosions and everything else like that like that is like vividly and I'm I'm all here for the car antics what cars can do and what they can't do and I suspect my disbelief no, there's of, nothing those cars can't do if you recall car car is shield against bomb or fire car yeah Oh wait, wait, Steve, right. did you see this also, movie? I don't I don't want to spoil it. No, I have not, but please go ahead. We were actually gonna watch it um tonight or tomorrow, but Okay. I thought you No, it's see, fine. I no, I thought you would have seen it because like Laura's a fan. So that's why I was like, Oh yeah, right. all three of us. Yeah, I mean, you know, but being a dad and two kids, you gotta find a little bit of time, you know, <laughs> you know, go to no, like I, the movie. No, I understand. I understand. Oh, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely on the plan, uh you know, coming up, so. Okay, okay. But, like, I get it. Just like he, there's a line he says is, you know, I, I took everything from you. And he's like, Toretto was like, but you didn't take my car. And then the car did some crazy thing. But I get all <laughs> that. Transform, I've seen that It It did, it did, it did. Cars are superheroes, I get that. But it was just like. When he lifted that car up with his one hand, man, I was just like, like, all right. So we just live in a fictional world. I mean, we already lived in a fictional world with cars, but I'm just like. And then like the timeline runs together. I know it's five years after five. So like when they bring these characters back and like. I don't. I don't know. Like, am I supposed to be happy that these characters are back? Oh, like random character at the street race. 
no, like when they brought back Jason, when Jason Staten come in and him and Han are angry at each other. I'm like, am I supposed to remember why they're angry at each other? Or oh. when they bring Gal Gadot back and I'm like, wait, you died? Is this how they, <laughs> uh, well, I remember dying, but I'm like, is this, this is not how they met. I'm like, I'm confused on the timeline and how these people know each other now. And maybe I didn't see the last one because Brie Larson in this, no, she, I was like, is this new? new? She's she's, oh, Mr. Okay. she's Mr. Nobody's daughter that came out of nowhere. I, Cause I was like, I have no recollection of this or nothing like that. So it was honestly, I liked how they pieced pieces pieced this together, like with the past. But couldn't they just done this now? No, like it was it was all set now. Like the only thing that was in the past was just the stuff with Momoa, like at the very beginning. And then no, it's what, not now because Gal Gadot and she's dead. So how is she in the back now? Like no, she's back because she fell out of a plane, Matt. But you didn't see her body. Just like Han got blown up in a car, but you didn't see his body. It's now. Did she come back in nine, or did she come back on this one? No, she came back. She can't. She's back in ten. But like they're just playing fast and loose because like you know death doesn't matter anymore. Like. I I I right. put I put money on this. By the twelfth uh, movie, they're gonna bring back um, Vin Diesel's baby mama, even though she was shot point blank in the head. Also, I liked how uh, John Cena's character died in this movie, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was like, yeah, John Cena was like, I ain't gonna be in no fucking movie as a rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I mean, from what I understand, The Rock isn't necessarily going to be in the next one. They're gonna do Hobbs and Shaw two instead. That's uh, from that's what I hear. I heard that him and uh, Vin Diesel. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Like cleared the cleared the air between each other, and he will be in the next one. I mean, The Rock. That's just no- what I heard. Who knows? The Rock had no choice but to come over to Vin Diesel's house with humble pie, and he's like, "Hey, man, um, hat in hand, Shazam didn't really work out for me. Uh, they canceled my TV show. Uh, I really need some help, brother." <laughs> I, I I think he's doing okay still. <laughs> I mean, the people have spoken. We don't want to see that shit. And then now uh, you got that live action Moana coming out. Oh my god! I who is that for? Who is that for? Oh, um, Rachel sent know. me a thing today. They're remaking the Hunchback of Notre Dame with Gal Gadot and uh, Chris Evans. What? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. For the audio listeners, we are all frowning. All right. Um, Who, who's going to play Quasi? Josh Gad. Who's that? Uh, he played Olaf in Frozen. And uh, did you see that movie with Kevin Hart where he, um, you hire him to be your groomsman? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. that guy. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess um, if I remember to do this, or I care about this later on. Let me just go back into what do they call it, the golden age of Disney. Mm-hmm. And let me see which ones they haven't done a live action for. And then I'll pick which I, one they should do a live action of. 
I mean, they're I working on. Just thinking that. I mean, we know we can do that now. Like we know that they're working on Hercules, and if you recall, it's TikTok inspired. Um, but it started with Little Mermaid, and so we've already gotten that. Oh, wait, it's not the Golden Age. It's um, it's the Renaissance. Yeah, Renaissance. Um, so they already did Beauty and the Beast. They did Aladdin. Um, uh, they can't do Pocahontas because the climate is does not support that. Um, they did Lion King. I'm sure Tarzan is coming. Uh, Don't they have a live action Tarzan? I mean, so the thing is, like, Tarzan's like a famous book, so like lots of people do their own interpretations of it, but we haven't gotten Mm. the Disney live action Tarzan. Okay. Uh, Okay. Mm, yeah, so that's all we got so far. But um, I, 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 I can't remember when I said this, but we, as millennials, have been asking them to to do a live action remake of Atlantis for over twenty years, and they refuse to do it. Right, Atlantis, Road to El Dorado. Right. Um. Yeah. Like we want to see like fun adventure movies and also technically those aren't musicals. So, well, El Rotel Dorado is, but you get what I'm saying. Right, right. So like there's less room for error cuz like part of the problem is is like okay, cool, we're doing these musicals and let's look at let's look at Hunchback for example. Josh Gad can sing. He has a Tony award. He has a Broadway background. Can Chris Evans uh-huh. sing? Can, Kel, can can Gal Gadot sing? Like what no, are we? we know, oh we know yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. That uh, back in remember with COVID when she sang um, Imagine. Imagine with yeah. like twenty other people. I was like, yeah. Oof. So it's like I I hear you. You do want to put names in these, but it's like if you're gonna if you're remaking a musical, like this isn't like the old days of musicals. Where you'll have the actor, the face, and then you'll hire like some singer to do it, mm-hmm. you know? Like they're making the actor sing. Why are you casting? I don't want to hear Chris Evans butcher a song. Right. Did Esmeralda sing in the Disney one? I feel like I can't remember, but I feel I like she would have. Because if she didn't, fine. Okay, perfect. And we know Chris Evans is going to play the um the the captain dude. Uh, right? Yeah, he didn't sing either. He didn't. Okay, it's been a uh, while since the, I've the, seen them. The only well, I can tell you, the only two who sang was that um uh the 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 like priest his, uh, dude. Yeah, and Quasi. There okay. may have been someone else. I'm not a hundred percent, but I know for sure those two sang. Okay. Okay. Honestly, I'm not even sure if I've seen this movie. So they may get away with it. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to really research it. I'm just going to go with what you said, Steve, because it's like, I'm going to see it just because at this point, this is our job. But but I I don't support this. 
Like, what happened to, I thought that, you know, I, I feel like it was the first one or maybe one of the first ones they did was Maleficent, whatever. Like, we're going to do a live action remake of a Disney movie, but we're going to take do it from a different lens, you know, of mm-hmm. right, here's Sleeping Beauty from the bad guy's perspective. Right. Why? I'm like, okay, that's interesting. I didn't like the movie, but I thought that was interesting. But now we're just doing shot for shot remakes and we got we sprinkle in some new songs that everybody hates right right they did do they did do uh 101 dalmatians also like in 99 yeah with uh going close yeah 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 yeah. i remember liking it as a kid but i tried to rewatch it before we did our uh crew was it cruella what's the one Mm -hmm. with uh emma yeah that's it that's it yeah, I couldn't get through it. It was it was too childish. Like it was definitely made for kids. So, you know, I've been going to the movies a lot lately, and I've been noticing something. And I'm curious for you, Steve, when you guys go to the movies, um, when you're able to get out, do you pre-buy your tickets on the app or do you go to the box office? Yeah, we'll we'll pre-buy them. Right. I thought that that was a thing people just did because like seats are like assigned now. So you want to make sure you get a good seat. Right. But like I've been going to the movies a lot as of late and I've just been seeing so many people at the box office paying for tickets right there, picking their seats. And I'm like, what are you doing? It's not old people. It's like young teens and stuff. I'm yeah, like, so I, I know ask, not... is it older people or no, I, mean, he, I, I would even say people our age, too. Yes, you know, but not. It's, it's quite a spectrum. Younger. Yeah, I, I'm, I was. I'm, I was about to say maybe they were like it's a spur of a moment thing, but then still, like on the drive over there, you'll be like, "Let me pick my seats." Right, and it's like we live in a time where like ninety nine percent of the population has a cell phone. Like I don't understand what's happening here. Not neither and, do I. And then it's like you. What's up? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I mean, maybe you got a theory. Because I'm like, you get, you're get running the risk of like sitting in like the second row of the theater. <laughs> like if there was a way to, I don't know, I've been to a theater in the States, but before you had to like pick your, you had to go to the concession stand and pick your food, right? Mm-hmm. If there was a way to just be doing on the app, I no, you can. That. I you can. Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. It depends on what chain you go to. If you go to AMC... You tell them what your seat number is and they'll bring it to you. And if you go to Marcus Theaters, you just pick it up at the counter when they send you the alert. Uh, okay, yeah. Less human action, human interaction, the better. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I can't, for some reason, think of the name. What's that? Alamo. Matthew, mm. your brother uh, will die for Alamo is what it sounds like. And... He said that they, that like uh, like Shadow said, they bring everything to your seats. Like, they'll bring you the menu. They'll bring yep. you everything. And then it could be, mm-hmm. you know, like right at the good part of the movie. Uh, here you come seeing someone bringing yeah. a whole plate of nachos or whatever to your seat. But yeah, it's, 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 it's gotten pretty far in advancement with it at this I'll, point. I'll, I'll, I'll take a walk through. Right. So, uh, yeah. have, have, you, <clears throat> excuse me, have you not been to the draft house yet, Steve? Uh, no, it's an experience. Like I'd say at least check it out once, but like, you're right though. Like if you order in the theater, most depending on when you order it, they are bringing the food when yet, when the movie's going, they are going to bring you the bill before that movie ends. 
So like yeah. it could be like some 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 crazy stuff happening. They're like, sir, here's your bill. Give me a card. You sign right here. But like, no, the food is really good. Like they've got like interesting menus and like some things mm-hmm. like revolve and it's. A, it, I would say at least check it out once. But you know, yeah, I think we've done that at um an IMAX. Right, I think it was one out in Winsville that they had it, okay. and we did it one time. I mean, you know, it was it was cool for what it was. You know, yeah. But... but yeah, I mean, but at the end of the day, it's just food in a theater, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh I did want to touch on a couple things that I forgot in my Transformers review. Um so I, I get there, um the movie starts at seven. Excuse me. And I get there about like maybe six twenty. Cause I had planned to like get popcorn and stuff. And I'm in line and it's just filled with kids, young kids. With their parents just letting them run amok, touch on stuff. Some kid like like was rubbing on my leg, and I'm like, okay, please mm. stop, kid. And like I'm like looking at, I'm like, I don't know which one of these adults is your parent. What is happening here? Like stuff's all messy and stuff. Cause you know, like some of the slightly bigger kids, they're doing too much at the like fill your own soda or slushy machine. And I'm just like, I don't like this. And um, it seemed like they were everybody was going to see spider-man and so i'm like i really want to see it a second time but like i don't want to be in the same theater as these people and school's out now oh yeah 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 so mm-hmm. i don't even know when to go that that's i i hate kids in movie yeah. theaters it was like when i went to go see yeah. the flash it was just kids in there talking and stuff and it was just like yeah i hate that they need a an adult only show. Some theaters do do that, but <clears throat> yeah. But also, what theaters like? Mm, we don't. What theaters like less money, please. Right. Um, and but also like it's funny you mentioned that. Like, so when I saw the Flash, when I was leaving, it was like a uh, ten o'clock showing, or it was like close to ten, and pe- people were bringing their small children in. And I'm assuming they were going to see Spider-Man. It's like 10 p.m. Like, what are we doing? Right, right. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm not even going to an adult movie at 10 p.m. Right. Because, right. But fully out there, I will probably fall asleep no matter what movie it is mm-hmm, when it's mm-hmm, that late. Mm-hmm. When, uh, when if you remember, we would always go on Thursdays to the midnight show for the openings, mm-hmm. and. We would be up all night after that, but, but now, yeah, different different stage of life. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, we're, I'm falling asleep now by 10 p.m. on the couch every day, <laughs> and like Matthew's brother, every he's day like, well, is every day, and Matthew's brother is like, "Well, is uh, is old grandpa still awake or uh, did he hey, fall asleep for the night? Hey, that's I'm harsh. like, hey, hey, I'm 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 awake. Don't don't worry <laughs> about it. I'm awake. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I'm with you on that, Steve. Like I can't be going to the movies all late and stuff. I, I gotta have like six cups of coffee during the movie to to hopefully <laughs> stay awake. <laughs> 
But imagine uh, if you're going out, going to a 10 p.m. show and to watch the new Avatar movie, you're gonna be oh, out until no, one o'clock. Nope. Did you go see it at 10 p.m.? No. Okay, I was like, whoa! No. When did you go see it? Uh, right, I was like, good for you. I'm like, nah, dog. Like, I was looking at um, getting some tickets early for uh, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. And then I looked at the runtime and it's like over three hours long. And I'm like, what? Are you serious? All right, let's take a pause right here because um, I know we're going to do the movie review. and But I was going to say, I appreciate good 90 minute movie and i know how these right. days we want to do more we why are they why in your honest opinion why are they making these movies longer because the directors don't want to cut anything i mean but go back these to christopher don't Nolan. need to be that long expect that said it again steve that you almost have to expect it being that long for christopher nolan yeah, I mean, he is like an artist. You know, right, like, you know what you're expecting depending on who directed it. Yeah, like no uh, Christopher Nolan uh, was that uh, James Cameron. Um, somebody else had like a, a three-hour movie, too, uh, in the last who? couple months. I can't remember. Uh, let me know if it did come out in theaters, but I thought it was just a Netflix thing, uh, The Irishman. Wasn't that like three and a half, oh. four? Yeah, yeah, it was just on Netflix. But the like funny thing is, if if uh, Martin Scorsese would have just like been cool, they could have made that a TV miniseries. Right, because yeah, all this stuff don't need to be this long. No, I, no, I guess when I, I saw when when I when now I look to see how long these movies are going to be, and that dictates like if I decide to watch it right now. Not depending on what I got going on. Are you talking about? That, I might movies? not have three hours to two and a half hours. Oh no, no, I'm talking about like at home and stuff like that. Okay, but theater movies, not. I mean, I'm, I'm going to see it no matter what. Uh, it's it's up to them to keep my attention and everything like that. So, but with Avatar, like I don't want to feel like this movie is still going on. So if they can <laughs> right. keep you look at you keep right. looking it, at your watch. <laughs> Right, and so it's like, if they I can keep my attention, funny, what? right? Because like when I watched Avatar, I was like, "This is still going on." Like I twice throughout that movie, I'm like, "Oh, we about to wrap this up," and no, it just kept going. But if you can keep me involved, and I don't realize that it's been two hours, good on you. I agree wholeheartedly with you. Like it's kind of funny how like. um just speaking for myself, um, coming up watching TV and stuff, you know, we had like these 22, 25 episode seasons. And I'm like, me personally, as somebody that watch that loves TV, I'm like, cool, but can we get this shorter? And then we, we, we started to transition to 13 episode seasons. And I'm like, okay, okay. But, you know, we still got a little filler. And then we started to drop down to like six or eight episodes here, you know, eight, six or eight episodes in a show. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Why is this so long? Can we get this down to two hours? Can we just make this a movie? Can we just do that? Damn. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have a 20 episode season, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever? Or would you rather have a eight hour eight episode where each one is like fifty four minutes? 
I mean, that's still less time, though. I'd rather have a shorter episode with more shorter episode with more episodes because I mean, 40 like I don't have like sometimes I don't have a whole hour to devote to one episode of this. I hear that you're looking at this from an anime lens, which respect. But like every time you're well, no, like, uh, actually, I was thinking of a live action that uh, because everybody keeps telling me to watch the night. What is that? The show on Netflix, the night night manager, something, or something? night, the, the Some... uh, he, night recruit, night agent. Yeah, whatever that one is. Night People Rangers. keep saying it, and I'm just like, <laughs> it's like 54 minutes per episode, and I'm I don't have time for that. But it's not like you another can't one is stop it. Yeah, the, the night agent, the night agent, and also the diplomat. Like mm-hmm. those are. I'd rather it be like thirty minutes, and then I can get through one. Because I don't like stopping in the middle of an episode. Because when I do come back, I'm like, "What's going on again?" So I Pray try to finish that. an episode. So, like my part of my thing with these long, um, a a a show with maybe yes 30 minute runtime but like 24 episodes is because they aren't gonna just all be about that a lot of the times there's filler and it's like i don't care about this other stuff if it's not integral to the plot i don't care that this character likes this other person Mm -hmm. i'm just here to see you stop the wizard or whatever whatever the main plot is you know right and so like that's what i don't really care about with these really long seasons because they're like we gotta fill this time and I mean, I really think it just depends on if the show interests you. I mean, you know, you'll have no problem sitting through like a 54 uh, minutes an hour show, say Game of Thrones, for example. Hmm. If, you know, it piques your interest the entire time, that 54 minutes an hour is going to go by quick. And then four episodes later, you're up until 1 a.m., you know, still not even tired because you just sat through four episodes, uh, wasted four hours every night, and you didn't even realize it. But also, like, I feel like the quality of writing is different on, like, say, I'm not even going to compare Game of Thrones to anything, but, like, right. a one-hour show. You know, no, no, I'm not knocking you, but I'm just, like, a, like a one-hour show with eight episodes compared to, like, something, like, um, I'm not dumping on it, but, like, a NCIS or something like that, where, like, you know, they've got, like, 25 episodes in the season. Like, I feel like the quality of writing is different. Because they aren't stretching themselves thin and hit that hit that you know however many episodes we got to hit, right, right. Because I don't know, like when the last time you want to binge a, a a show with that many episodes, you know, like binge it, binge it. No, I think I think the last one we had was like Modern Family, and that was obviously oh. a while ago, right. So it's I think it's, it's differently been when, a while. When it's a, a a comedy type of show, to where it's yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Right. That's that's not it, you know what I'm trying to say. Like it's not like right. one long story. Right, right. So it's it's easier for you to just be like, let me just watch all of this all the way through. Versus where, you know, with all those shows, you gotta. There's a. I'm saying there's a point to it, but you know what I mean. You know what I'm trying to yeah, say. There's a yeah. plot and things like that, so you have to. Um focus on it I should say mm-hmm. no I'm with you um, but I, I just I just went to Netflix to look mm-hmm. up that show mm-hmm. 
and I haven't I haven't been on Netflix in a very long time. They have a lot of it looks like a lot of interesting stuff on there. Maybe I like, need to what's piquing your interest? There's a cartoon called This World Can't Tear Me Down. Never heard of it. Uh, there's a boxing. What is this? It looks like Korean called Bloodhounds. I don't know if Schwarzenegger has a documentary. Oh, he's got a TV a show too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Super Pets is on here. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's that's a Japan thing. Um, the year I started masturbating. Go on. In this raunchy comedy, a woman must reevaluate her life when her partner breaks up with her just before her 40th birthday. Oh, this is a movie that came out last year. Mm. Oh, yeah, I haven't been out. Oh, they have old on here. Okay. Uh, maybe watch some things. I'm, I'm mildly intrigued by this, this masturbating movie. Looks like it's Swedish. Oh, I would say it's got to be some sort of foreign film. I mean, it does say that it does say that there's nudity, so I'm here for it. But I'm assuming this is a comedy. Oh, it's a, oh yeah, yeah, it's a comedy, Swedish comedy. Interesting. Um, I might, I might get back to you guys on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just want to throw out there real quick about Transformers. The music is like amazing. Like it's all '90s hits. Uh, hip hop hits, um, excellent music. Uh, there was a bit at the beginning that pissed me off. Um, a bit at the end, sorry. Where um, you guys remember the episode of Rick and Morty where they go to Purge World, uh-huh. and at the end they had those like I wouldn't say mech suits, but those like Iron Man type suits. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. They do that in this movie. I'm like, please stop. Why are we doing this? <laughs> This looks ridiculous in live action because it's just like it's like his head exposed, and then you know the, his body is clearly CGI, and it's like what are guys? Yeah, yeah. The 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 Transformers CGI is flawless, but this looks stupid on him. <laughs> but go see it; it is good though. Um, Zelda talk. Steve, are you playing Zelda? You know what. I'll be completely honest with you. Oh no, Steve, don't don't say what you, I think you're ready about for to this? say. No, yeah, Steve, don't say it. Say, yeah. Okay. Full disclosure, I'm not really into like the mission games. Oh, okay. So that's, okay, that's that's not as bad as what I thought you were gonna say. Okay. The no, this is probably gonna be what you think I'm gonna say. <laughs> the last Zelda I played was Link to the Past for Super Nintendo. That is the very last one that I played. How like old I said, are you, Steve? I'm not really in uh, 36. Okay. Okay. So we're the same age. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Like I said, just I'm to add really to that, too Steve. much into those mission, you know, okay. sort of things. I'm more into like the uh, uh, the sport, the sports games. Okay. Always what been you, like that. Don't know why. What were you gonna say, Matt? Before Breath of the Wild, the last Zelda I played was. Legend of Zelda with the gold cartridge. On any... What the heck is happening here? Nice. What are we doing? We're staying with the I classics that work. That's what I, we do. I, I, that because I, I, I didn't have a Super Nintendo. 
I didn't have a Nintendo 64 and any other other of that stuff. Because okay. the only time I'm like, uh, like my friend had a Nintendo 64, so I would go with them, and that's when I learned about Super Smash and things like that. Okay. But as a kid, we never had that. So okay. Yeah, I had to save up my money for the Super Nintendo and pay for it by myself when that okay. came out. So makes sense. Okay. Um all right. Well look at us sharing things. Um Matt So how was the new release last week, Chad, with it? I mean it came out like a month ago and we've been playing it like we've been playing this thing like it's the it's day one. <laughs> but why don't you lead off on Zelda talk this week, Matt? Um I haven't really been playing it this week. Um but I've like I've seen my son play it and um he got um, I don't know, I forget what they're called. Like they're like the divine beasts. You you do that, you get the character to help you. Their abilities, yeah, um, champions or whatever. Yeah. So he has he got Tullin. He got the rock guy. Um. But yeah, he's been he's been doing a lot. Uh, Sounds like he's been doing the story, and I say ill. Why is your son doing the story? That's not what we're here for. No, he's 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 uh he's doing the story to get to those characters, cause uh but then like he got he unlocked the whole map, um then he got those characters now he's out just doing things to get new outfits and armor and things like that. Okay. Um. So I have been um working on some armor. Like I just got the miner's armor. Which basically is a suit that lets that has lights on it, so that you are, are you familiar with the depths? Yeah, I got um last time I played, I got the pants by accident. I was just down there doing something else, and I found okay. the pants. So like that's the very last thing I did. Like I got that armor, and like right now I'm gonna work on like filling up all eight of my batteries, cause like mm-hmm. I still don't like the idea of building stuff. Like this, I don't like the idea. I don't like that they added Minecraft to this series, but um, it is nice to have your stuff run a little bit longer. Um, I do like how they added the building stuff. Who are you? Um, who Who are you right now? Well, the thing is, cause like I was like watching my son play, and I'm like, I watched some YouTube videos where people building, like. Transformers. I've seen somebody build a Transformer before. <laughs> I've seen somebody build a, a Jeep Wrangler. That's um, <laughs> But like there's one guy, his name is like damn, I should probably know his name. It was like Steve Plays, Mark Plays, or whatever. But he was like, yeah, the top five vehicles you need. And I was like, hmm, okay. Because I got uh, do you have auto build yet? Yeah. I, I randomly got it because like i didn't do the mission for it but i was doing some stuff and i was talking to a guy and he's like here you go and i was like oh thank you right so then like i just went and um i follow that guy and he showed me like the top three to use so i like i made a land one um an air one and i just kept that in there for whatever i needed okay yeah i mean i've seen some videos where they've been building that kind of stuff and i'm like i need to build that so i can save it but I'm but um, you said you're gonna get your your batteries up. Uh, how do you get more batteries? 
Um, so you know those Zonite charges. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to to turn those into these crystallized charges, and then you have to go to a refinery to get that built. And uh, okay, I know a little triangle type of thing. Yeah, yeah diamond yeah. shaped thing. Okay. Yes. So those are the batteries. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. But yeah, I don't know, maybe um, I'll hop on later on. But yeah, we aren't gonna like belabor the point. We know y'all don't like Zelda talk, but that's for us, all right. Now, now I will yeah. say, being like, if you want to say the old dad version, kids these days, these kids, <laughs> these kids these days have it so easy on trying to figure out Man. how to how to beat these levels mm-hmm. while we're sitting back in the day either one asking our friends who already beat it how to do it or two waiting for the magazine to come out trying yep. to find the page and follow along like that yeah like that's uh-huh. um so when matt and i used to work together we were both playing breath of the wild at the same time and it, it was those vibes of like you're talking to your friends like at lunch or a recess or whatever where Matt was all like, oh yeah, I'm doing XYZ and I was like, I'm doing ABC and like we're playing the same game and having different experiences and he's telling me oh, go here to get this armor or whatever whatever and so like that was like a cool, like the game's so big that you know, it takes you back to those days. Right. Alright, because who wants to, and none of us are doing the main storyline. So it's not like we're all doing this, whatever side missions or whatever we want to do right. to, we, we want to be Superman when it's time to jump in on these. Uh, yes, these bad guys. Well, the, yeah. the whoever the main villain is, I have no idea who the main villain is. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but all right. Um, funny, we, we've gone 50 minutes, guys. This time's just flown by. Um. But all right, that takes us to this week's discussion of Mr. Mom. When his job pulled the plug on him. I'm fine. You settled, dude! They threw a switch. Go, oh. late. Yeah. Okay. Good luck. And he became the lady of the house. Uh, so this one's some shooting from the hip. Basically, Michael Keaton plays, what's his name, Jack? Some shit like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Jack. Yeah, he plays a guy who works with automotive um, industry. He gets laid off. His wife goes back to work, and they have, like, the whole dynamic shift of men do this, women do this. It's a bad 80s comedy bit. And, you know, hijinks ensue about, you know, their different roles in their marriage. Um, So coming off of that, have has anyone here seen this movie before? Nope. No. Okay. I haven't either. I wasn't really sure. Like, oh yeah, someone's like, oh yeah, this is my shit as a kid. But okay, we're all coming at this with um, fresh eyes. Um, Matt, why don't you tell me what you thought of this movie? First thing is, I'm not used to seeing Michael Keaton young. It was weird <laughs> seeing him young, like in a not a bad way, a uncomfortable way. I didn't. I, I didn't. It was weird <laughs> seeing him do that. It's it weird seeing him young, um, but overall, it's a '80s movie uh, across the board. Uh, do I like this movie? It's okay. I'm not gonna say I I don't like it. It's 
Maybe I don't like it as I'm talking this out. Uh, why not? Okay, why don't why don't we pause? It's, an, it, what, it, it's, it's okay. Pause, pause, pause. We're gonna come back to you, Matt. Steve, what'd you think of this movie? The, so going back to um Matt's, it wasn't so much Michael Keaton that threw me off for being young. It was seeing Jeffrey Tambor Woo! and Christopher <laughs> Lloyd yes. being young. Yes. Ever since we knew those two, they have always been old. Yes. The oh, first time any of us have seen Christopher Lloyd, he's playing Doc Brown with all that right. gray hair. <laughs> right. Yes. Or yes. even if we want to go uh, right around that time, like Angels in the Outfield. But that was also with grayish hair that mm-hmm. he had. Mm-hmm. So especially seeing Christopher Lloyd young, that threw me off just a little bit. Even though he was only in the movie for like, what, 10 minutes? Something like that. Yeah, I'm like, why is he? I thought he was going to be a bigger character. And he got like, a main credit, too. You see right. That? Yes. I was like, like, when it was on, it was like Christopher Lloyd. I was like, oh, shit. Christopher Lloyd in this? Let's go. And I'm like, cool. Michael okay, King, this is that's his first this scene. This other person. This okay. other person. Jeffrey Tambor, Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> and also including so-and-so. Like, did you um, <laughs> did you, did you recognize the boss, Um, the um, the wife's boss? Yeah. I've never yeah. not seen him with glasses. It was so weird seeing right. him without glasses on. And not seeing him with gray hair with his mustache. That too. <laughs> but I'm sorry. I, we got off track. So what what'd you think of this movie? I thought it sucked. <laughs> I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. It was one of those... It was when I watched it on the kind of day I watched it. It was a Saturday, Sunday. It was a Saturday, Sunday. Let me take a nap kind of movie because I think right about the 50 minute mark, I did doze off just a little bit, to be completely honest with you. But I knew this thing was going to be cheesy from the opening line when um, they were playing the elevator music for the saxophone for the, you know, like zooming into the house. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yep, this is it. This is all 80s. This screams 80s. There is nothing more to be seen here. <laughs> so, I got strong TV movie vibes from this movie when that, when it started. I'm like, did yeah. did did this air? Did this not go in the theater? Like, what's happening here? But mm-hmm. no, nah, I'm with you. I didn't like this movie either. Like it, um, it was giving. 1980s and we are in 2023 and i'm like and i mean that could have been the thing but i feel like that's a big part of it like they label it as a comedy i'm like i didn't change my expression on my face once i mean (laughs) what where exactly was the comedy when he was you know choking him out in the office i mean was that right supposed to be funny or where exactly is this i mean 80s people they think they thought a lot of shit was funny that wasn't I think I, I liked uh, I like Joanne. But was that the one that was trying to have yeah. sex with him? Yeah, that was like right. the home like, uh, yeah. Even though that was her friend, and she kept trying to go after her <laughs> husband, I, I laughed at I laughed at her uh, her antics. <laughs> like when they was playing poker, and she yeah. was like, "Are these cards any good?" <laughs> right. I <laughs> thought that there was some interesting stuff with her, but they didn't really do anything with it i'm not saying he should have had sex with her but like i feel like that could have been a really interesting dynamic of the movie as well as how i I feel like they were doing too much with her boss trying to sleep with her but yeah 
I do, I have heard stuff where um, nowadays when you do the dynamic shift of like the wife works and the and you have a stay-at-home dad, that the wife starts to low-key resent the husband. Like I would have liked for them to explore that. They did a little bit when she was saying about how he always wears the same shirt. He's gaining, yeah, gaining weight and weight. Um, but then, like, th- they didn't, um, they didn't keep going on with it. So then, like, he eventually he had that. Uh, I liked. Oh, I'm gonna mention this. He was watching Young and the Restless. Yeah, he kept watching. It was, <laughs> it, 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 it was. It was actually Young and the Restless. Like uh, Victor, he's actually on the yeah. show. I, 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 I liked how they used the actual. Uh, Characters all yoga the restless. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we don't really have a lot to say about this. Um. Who, so, what, who would you like going back a couple weeks? Um, I can't think of for, uh, the wife, but uh, who would you recast for Michael Keaton? Oh, you wait, real re- quick before we, before we get there. One thing is, I didn't like how, it just wrapped up at the end. I hated that so much. I, Right, how like everybody comes back, oh, we need you, we need you, you quit, the boss shows up, everything, and then it's just like, and then like as they're talking in the corner, they just sit down and all hugs. Like, I didn't like that. Freeze, like you said, that's like for a a a TV, yeah, TV show type thing where they just ended it, right? So, okay, before we recast this, do you guys think that they could remake this now? Like, I the the dynamic shift of like the hut of a, of a stay at home dad was novel in the eighties. That's not really novel now. So would it would there even be a point to remake this movie now? If it did get remade, I think it would be more, you know, on the TV side. Like say for example, like it would be a, a Lifetime a- or Hallmark or. <laughs> Something no, along those lines. It would be an eight that episode. It'd be an eight episode Netflix right. show, Steve. We already know. <laughs> well, right. well, you see what kind um, of credit I gave it, so. <laughs> no, because because majority of their 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 uh, plot, yeah. their plot antics, is just the uh, the husband. I mean, um, the wife and the bar boss. Maybe you could. But it came. It's not gonna be a comedy, though. I feel like if you do remake this movie, you should not set it now. Like I'm not saying set it in the '80s, but like maybe just so that you have other stuff to bounce off of. Like they were talking about. Like I'm not. I didn't look it up, but there. I'm assuming there was a financial crisis in the '80s. Maybe have it set during the financial crisis of what was that? Oh six, oh seven, oh eight, whichever the one, whichever that one. Yeah, yeah. Like have it then, you know, where like he worked for like one of those big companies that like too big to fail, but they failed, and like the executives were like being indicted for shit. And so it's Mm -hmm. not just that he couldn't, he can't, he, he can't find a job. It's like he might go to jail too. So like he needs to like be cool and just sit his ass down. So like, you're saying he's gonna work for Enron is pretty yeah, much like, what you're saying. Like one of those like where they were really like throw a little bit of like um we were like up here, like almost um upper class with the amount of money he was pulling in and now we have to like redirect our whole life situation as well. 
Right. All right. Because then, I mean, that that could work because then you can have a like, you know, one of those people who have maids and everything else like that. And now Mm -hmm. they can't afford it. So they're not used to using a rumbus or using this and this and this. They're Mm -hmm. tech screen blind and stuff like that. So now he has to figure out how to do that and stuff. So, I mean, it could work. Okay, so my pick for uh, Michael Keaton in our remake would be Glenn Powell. Um, I could see him. He, he's got he's got a look. He mm-hmm. has a look. Um, as for the wife, once more, it's twenty twenty three. We can't have you know it, it has to be an interracial marriage. Um, I'd love to say Ali Wong. You know I would, but um, you know I, I'll say that for Max. I know he's gonna say Ali Wong. Um, all the roles for Ali Wong, right? Um, hey, you don't want to, you don't want it to be Aquafina. <laughs> why, why, yes. why, why are you making, <laughs> why are you being that guy right now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But yes, I, I definitely Ali Wong. Yeah. So just because I think he can play a younger guy than what he really is. Mm-hmm. I would say Paul Rudd. <laughs> okay. The first name that came up to mind was Zach Brass. Oh, are you are you doing okay. are you doing cheaper by the dozen right now? <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen that. They they re, they just remade it, and he was the dad, and uh, Gabrielle Union was the wife. Oh. Because the reason why, because I looked up. Uh, I, um, Mr. Mom remake, and then apparently there was like a TV show, and like first glance as a poster of it, I was like, that guy looks like Zach Braff. Was, it's not yeah. Zach Braff, but it but it's somebody else. But so oh, that's what I thought it was Zach Braff. Wasn't it Zach from uh, Say by the Bell? Wasn't he on that? Uh, I should actually click on it. Let's see. So it was from 2019, Mr. Mom TV show. Uh, Hayes Mc MacArthur. Mm, I don't know. Uh, I guess I should yeah. look it up. I guess I should look it up here for the audience. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Mom remake. Uh, yeah, I thought I did remember hearing an actual show. Oh, ew. Who the hell is this dude? That's me, but I'm going to stick with it. Um, History of the World Part 2, Morning Show. None of this is looking familiar to me. He's he's on an episode of Key and Peel. Okay. Um, how two episodes of How I Met Your Mother, an episode of Entourage, an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. So that Mr. Mom reboot was his big break, huh? Yes, so eleven episodes. Mm. Mm. Oh, what's her name? I see her in things. The mom, the wife, yeah. whatever. Uh, Andrea oh. Anders. Yeah, I've seen her in stuff. Hmm. Let's see. So I, I was looking up a list of like women of color actresses, and a name popped up, and I'm like, that would be interesting. But then I'm like, she's like 50. <laughs> Who? Uh, Regina King. 
Mm. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Um, I got I got one for you. Nah, for I, the mom. But yeah, go ahead. Um, what's um uh, Jane the Virgin? Jane Rodriguez is that her name? Yeah, that's who I'm casting as the mom. Okay. All right. Uh, what you got, Steve? So, you know, since you said going the 2023 version, um, what about Tika Sumter? Oh, she did just get off playing a uh, a white man's husband in uh, what was that? Growing growing up ish. Wait, was that not her? And yeah. um, no, she was in Sonic. She was the girlfriend or whoever in Sonic. But wasn't she also in that uh, the the second spinoff of uh, Blackish? Was that not her? Looking. I've got to pull up looking because I couldn't remember her name either. The haves and the have-nots. Yeah, Mixish. She was the mom Mixish, of Mixish, yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. She was married to Saved by the Bells Act. So, question. Did did, did she in the white dudes? That's, that's two in a row. I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I'm just curious. So, I'm guessing this is her man's. Hmm. Oh, hold up. Ew. Ew. Why why is Tyler Perry at your wedding? Fuck that. That ruins the whole wedding. I mean, does it? Think about the gift. <sighs> I can see him being cheap. I mean. Alright, her husband is an actor of some sort. Um, do we know this man in anything? I've never heard of Nicholas James. That looks like porn. But okay. Um, let's see. Nicholas James. Uh, let's see here. Oh, he was. Oh, they must have met on Halfs and Halfs Nots. Did an episode of NCIS. I wonder how it is when like two actors get together and one of them is like grossly more successful than the other. Like, I wonder how right. how that dynamic goes. But um, okay, so. Matt, who is your wife? Ali Wong. Oh, I'm my silly behind. Why did I ask such a silly question? Right. Yeah, I mean, you, uh-huh. you answered before. <laughs> I mean, I got thrown off. Okay. All right. Ali Wong for all the roles. Support. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. What man doesn't joke about wanting to stay at home with the kids and shit, right? But like, could you? Do you feel like you could seriously do that? No. I mean, yes, but I wouldn't want to. No, not well. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, I, Steve. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, what like what like uh, Michael Keane's character. You, I would always find something around the house to do. Either make it better in some sort of way or whatever. But yeah, I could, I could definitely stay home, and especially with um, the kids that. You know, now's age, I don't think it'd be too bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if they like leave, yes, that's the best. But when they're little, put a gun in my right. mouth, please. Yeah, it's yeah. That's yeah, that's a big thing, yeah, the age of the kids. But I mean, like like Steve said, yeah. I I would like I'm not a fixer upper type of uh dad, but what I'll be doing is Oh, we gonna get some. We gonna get some good meals. I'm gonna be looking up meal recipes and things like that. Now um, you're gonna accept with... the the code of tickety talk. 
Right. That's what I would do. I I'm like she the breadwinner. Oh, she she gonna eat good when we at home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ain't gonna be the yeah. You you working you working extra late again with Colin? Okay. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, I like you, Matt. Like I wouldn't want to do it, but I could if I needed to. Like I fucking hate it when my daughter is sick, cause um, I'm 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 the pa- primary parent, so like. If they're like, oh, hey, your kid is sick. You need to take her out this daycare. I'm the first call. Because, like, I work from home. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I fucking hate it when she's sick and, like, she's here. And, like, it's either I'm going to still try and work, but I'm not going to work because I have to tend to her. Or I take the day off. And I'm like, I don't want to be here. And I, I know right. you don't want to be here. But right. do you think that's because of the age she is now? Yeah, I think, yeah, I do think that is a big part of it because, like, she can't do anything for herself for real. Right. Because I know when I was um, a couple months ago when they were still in school, our youngest one got sick for, like, a day and a half or whatever. And luckily I was, you know, working at home at that time, too. And he's he's six, you know, so really all I had to do was just put something on the TV. Here's some water. You need some snacks. All right. I'm going back to work. And pretty much had the whole day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. It was a little bit easier. So yeah, like man was saying, more based on the age, it would be a lot easier to be a stay-at-home dad instead of you know how his kids were like two, three, and you know eight months or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, just always at home. I saw. I think yeah, like actually, we followed them for like a year or something like that because like. The movie ended around like Halloween, but like at the beginning of the movie, he was taking them to school. So like, yeah, part of it he had them during the summer, double mm-hmm. ill, right? But like, also like a lot of that stuff that he was going through, I think a regular dad would do that. Like, you're not going to have trouble grocery shopping. You should. Yeah. You. You oh shouldn't have God. you shouldn't have trouble using the the washing machine. Um, now the 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 pickup car thing, sure. If you've never done it before, sure. When you drop your kids off, you might pull in the wrong lane. But then the next day, you're gonna be good on that either. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of that stuff, a regular person wouldn't have a problem doing. Yeah, I don't like that whole oh. Oh, I, I'm a man. I can't. I I don't know how the grocery store works. Like, sir, come right. on, bro. <laughs> come on, bro. So you never had to run of the. Your wife never asked you to go to the grocery store. You never went to the grocery store to grab something. Like, come on, bro. I, I, and I also, would go like, to the I, store in a second. I I, I just love going. I, I know that that was a thing, but it's like, why are you embarrassed to pick up some pads or some tampons? That's that's that male mentality of the eighties. Like you, you coming at that from like a modern stand, uh, modern view. But it's like, like I'm thinking about this. They know it's not for you, but he's embarrassed because he's embarrassed. A, a, a man doesn't know anything about a period. <laughs> See, yeah, that's that not like, that's that that's that eighties bullshit. We got rid of that shit in the in the um in the early two thousands. Yeah, good. Get rid of all that, cause yeah. So, but yeah. So, like, honestly, they're gonna have to change. Uh, they remake. They're gonna have to change the old 
plots and stuff like that. I mean, I take that back. We could do it like like we said, a rich person, you know, probably doesn't go grocery shopping. And and it's gonna be like, hey, where can I find the caviar or some shit like that? And <laughs> um yeah, something like that. And then maybe that could make it work, but yeah. I mean you gotta think nowadays you're not really going grocery shopping because you got all those apps uh, like stuff. um pickup orders mm-hmm. and um yeah like the um uh what is it like doordash apps and everything mm-hmm. else so you can just do everything right. on there you don't even have to leave your car for real i mean right. but like if you are like isolated from like the common folk you aren't really going to think about those apps because your your um your personal shopper gets that stuff Right. right. What do y'all think the Rotten Tomatoes was on this movie? Um, I want to assume they liked this when this came out, but I can see that people like us watching it won't like it. So I'm going to give it. So stop for a second. So uh, critic scores. There's 25 critics reviews. And this is this movie came out in 1983. 40. I'll say 54. Okay, we're going to do this again. Don't go below 70%. Eighty-eight. What? 76% audience of tomato meter. Um, We don't normally do this, but I want you to guess the audience score. It's got over 25,000 reviews. Now, this is going to be a mix of modern reviews. 45. I go back to the original and say like 54. 57. All right, that that seems more like it. Yeah, that that seems about right. Right, but you know, it was a different time. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this one trivia dump thing before I do the question for you guys. Cause like, I was while I was watching this movie, I was fucking bored, and so I was just wondering things about the movie. I felt I learned. I feel like this is fucking wild, and this could never happen again. This movie opened at number thirteen at the box office. Four weeks later, it was the number one movie in America for five weeks straight. The wow. total box office of this movie was $65 million. If you convert that to um, to 2023 movie, sorry, 2023 money, it made $132 million. What came out when it came out? What came out with it? All right. And then... And then number one somehow for five weeks and not five minutes it's first off you gotta remember like it's the 80s right stuff stayed in the theater a lot longer right also it may be word of mouth well of course word of mouth and things that like too. that yeah um let's see all right so this came out so it came on number 13 the week that it came out Jaws 3D, um, it was on its first week in the theater. 
Um, number three in America, that was number one in America. Number three was Return of the Jedi after nine weeks. Number five was uh, Snow White, one of the Snow White re-releases. Um, it was in the theater two weeks. Number six was Trading Places um, at its seventh week in the box office. Uh, number seven was War Games, eight weeks in the box office. Number eight was Octopussy, seven weeks in the box office. Nine was Superman 3, six weeks in the box office. Ten was Flashdance, 15 weeks at the box office. Eleven was Porky's 2, five weeks at the box office. Number um, 12 was the Twilight Zone movie, five weeks at the box office. Mm. That's crazy. So when it became number one... Yeah, I was going to say, it's almost like, what did it beat instead of what it was with? So you when know, it, like what beat it? When it shifted to number one, it beat out Risky Business after four weeks, Easy Money after two weeks. Those, those were number two and number three. Number five was National Lampoon's Vacation after five weeks at the box office. Wow. Return of the Jedi is still holding on at number six in the box office, 14 weeks now. So mm. the the movie that knocked it out of its number one place is a movie called The Big Chill. A group of seven former college students gather for a weekend reunion at a South Carolina vacation home after the funeral of one of another of their college friends. Um, I've never heard of this movie before. I don't know what this yeah. movie is. Um, can I see the cast on here? I cast information. No. Um, Glenn Close and Jeff Goldblum, William Hurt, Kevin Klein. Yeah. Hmm. This, this feels like a drama. But all right. Um, yeah. Oh, it's a it's a comedy drama. But all right. I just thought that was really interesting. Like, I was just curious, like, the money it made. And then I was like, these numbers don't make sense. What is happening here? Right. But all right. This is a question I wrote. Miss uh, uh, Michael Keaton turned down a role in this movie to star in Mr. Mom. Was it A, Big, B, Splash, C, Big Trouble in Little China, or D, Overboard? Big. For some reason, Splash is sticking out. I don't know why. You are correct. Go Splash. You're correct, Steve. He um he did not take the uh, that was Tom Hanks, right? Uh, That's what I was like. I, I've, I've heard of this. So. It's a movie about a mermaid. It's got the maybe Tom Hanks and Bo Derek in it. Yeah, no, Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah. Damn it. So funny enough, um, Ron Howard and Michael Keaton worked together on Gun Ho. Without looking it up, do you guys remember what this movie was about? Uh-uh. Nope. So I thought it was really funny when um, Michael Keaton made a comment, like when he was getting laid off about how like he would um, have to like help, like he would have to go to Asia or something. And basically the movie is, He's trying, his car company gets bought out by a Japanese company and he's trying to get them not to shut down the American um, factories. Gotcha. 
So he made that movie in 86, and this movie came out in 83. Uh, Continuing with the trivia dump, um, Jack is the only male shopper in the entire grocery store. And Edie McClurg, who is often who often appears in John Hughes movies, John Hughes wrote this movie, has a cameo in the grocery store as the cashier. Side note, real quick, I looked mm-hmm. up Splash. Uh, I didn't know this. Maybe you did. Uh, Splash is notable notable for being the first film released by Touchstone Pictures, a film label created by Walt Disney the same year in an outfit to release Target. I didn't know that Walt Disney created Touchstone Pictures. Yeah, huh. it was um, when Michael Eisner. Oh, sorry. Uh, so you know, Walt Disney died, and then like there was some. That's when the company took a nosedive. Um, they even like had like his son-in-law running shit, and like that was stupid. But anyway, um, <clears throat> they hired an executive from Paramount who was Michael Eisner, and he came on board, and he was like, "We can't just keep releasing these these family movies because like that's not making us any fucking money." So mm-hmm. they created a new studio where like, cause like you also, you got the Disney brand. So it's like, you can't release an R rated Disney movie. Right. So that's, that was the idea of it. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, but funny enough, that movie's on Disney plus and there's a, a famous scene where she is like shown with like, a, there's like a butt shot and on yeah. the Disney plus version, they covered it up with hair. Oh, whose butt? The baby? The woman. No, the woman. Daryl Hannah. No, we're talking about Splash. Oh, oh, okay. I thought, okay. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of controversy <laughs> about that because you know people hate it when you make adjustments to movies. Right. But yeah, um, appreciate you coming out and hang, spending Father's Day with us, Steve. Or do you guys have any plans? Um. At least not right now. I'm hoping just to relax all day. Oh no, me your too. wife is your wife is not gonna let you do that. All right, all right, honey, we got all these things I'll, planned I'll, for you. I'll uh, I'll do a follow up for you to see uh, <laughs> see what happens. All right, uh, you got any plans, Matt? Not that I know of, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, what about you? There's a brunch at my sister in law's house, so. Mm. That's that's all I know of at this time. Mm. Yeah. Hopefully that goes good. <laughs> Fingers crossed. But yeah, seriously, thanks, Steve. And um, thank you for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at we used to talk pod at gmail.com. Follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at We Used to Talk Pod. Follow me on Letterbox at BOW1213 and Matt at Mr. King0257. And like always, I don't know if this was a good episode. I don't know if it was a bad episode. But whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>